0: When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to part two of my interview with Annalena Madison. It's about embracing new independence. Not that any of us really wanted that independence, but now that we have it, what can we do with it? Let's get back to that episode. So when did you guys decide that you were going to move? When, when was that? Was that that summer, that same summer? I had been
1: longing to get out of California, and before he got sick, um, he had interviewed some different jobs, but um, that got put on hold when he got sick, obviously, so I already had that, that drive to get out of California. I was just not happy in California, and uh, I wanted to move um, to the East Coast. When I first came here as an exchange student, I was in Savannah, Georgia, and I loved the South. But I specifically want it to be on the East Coast, somewhere easy to fly in and out of for my family in Denmark, because it cut my travel time in half, you know, and my my mom, my mom died of breast cancer in 95. So she's been gone a long time. But my dad had been going through treatment for prostate cancer at the same time that Curtis was so sick. And that was hard because I could not leave and go be with my dad. Now, my dad recovered. But we all know about that stuff, you know, and, and so I tried to maximize my time with him. And also, it was a lot easier for him to just take one flight here and then me pick him up rather than a flight here overnight and then all day to get to the West Coast of the United States, you know. So it cut his travel time in half, too. And he did manage to come over and visit me twice after we moved to North Carolina. But his prostate cancer came back and he died a year ago. So
0: Oh, God. You know, sorry. our four kids,
1: right? You know, all four grandparents had cancer. We have one grandma left. She's survived breast cancer. You know, <sighs> dad had cancer. I mean, you know, talk about filling out some crappy stuff when you go to the doctor, right?
0: You know, oh so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, everybody. Goodness.
1: Everybody. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the kids were on board with the move. Like they said,
1: yeah, so, we kind of want to
0: change too.
1: Right. Well, so he died in May and, you know, the holidays are starting to, we're starting to talk about that. And my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving, but I just wasn't feeling it that year. Um, because for me, it's all about the people. I don't care about presents and stuff like that. It's just all, you know, you get together and you eat. and I love to cook and, you know, so. I asked the kids, you know, ulterior motives, totally. But I asked the kids, how about we just go on a vacation instead of having Thanksgiving? And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So I said, well, you've never been to the South. Let's go to the South. So we flew into Charleston and spent four days there. And then we came up to Wilmington in North Carolina and spent four days in that area. So um, right north of Wilmington is Pender County. And I had already done my research. I started in Savannah, Georgia, and I like to look for good school districts
0: because I can work
1: from anywhere, right? Yeah. So yeah. I found a great school district right outside of Charleston and I found one right outside of Wilmington and they're both right on the coast. So, and we all fell in love with North Carolina it was just, you know, Charleston is very charming, but it wasn't where we wanted it. And so I think on a flight home is when I first sort of broached the subject of how would you feel about moving to North Carolina? And, you know, they were like, oh, I don't know. And one of said, like, yeah, let's do that. And, you know, so there's all sorts of opinions. So we talked about it for, you know, several months and I, they were all more or less on board. One was like, well, fine, if we have to, we have to, but, you know, whatever. And, um, I was homeschooling two of the boys at the time, and they were totally on board because one was being homeschooled because he had been so bullied for so long that he just, we couldn't do it anymore. And the other one had crazy ADHD, so he just, he needed a smaller environment. And uh, the other two weren't super happy in middle school, you know, um, they had to start at middle school that fall, and uh, they didn't like it. And we weren't super happy with high school there. And, and, you know, we were just kind of debating my older kids had gone to a charter school. And so it was good for their schooling to get out of there too, but that's why I look for a good school district. And eventually they all came on board, you know, more or less. And then uh, in January, I flew back out to the same area in North Carolina and looked at the real estate situation. Now I'm not a real estate agent, but you know, I'm, I have a lot of experience buying and selling homes and you know, yeah. rentals and all that. And we had, I'd started selling them when Curtis was sick. So, you know, the ones that we had, because it was too much work. And um, I had like two left when we moved, but I came out here and looked around and I was just going to look. And I stumbled across my dream home, I put an offer on it and then went home, took a bunch of pictures, went home and I showed the kids and said, look at this house. And They're like, Oh, mom, you should buy that, and I'm like, Okay, because <laughs> I had already put an offer on it that had been accepted, right? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, and, Good uh, idea, <laughs> yeah. So, the, um, it was hard, you know, it was, it turns out it's hard to find a six bedroom home. Well, I needed five bedrooms and, and an office, and and this had like a media room that could be converted and uh you know an extra room and so it it would work and it was kind of way too big but you know it was beautiful it looks like a southern plantation kind of you know yeah it's just so charming it's all green and ferns hanging on the front wrap around porch oh
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i was so in love with this house i was sunk you know and she She decorated with the same colors I decorate with. I was like, oh my God, I can move right in. So um, we made a deal with them and they rented the house from us until the end of June because they were building and they were just going to sell the house and move into an apartment while they were building. But, you know, that was convenient. They could rent for me. And then they left at the end of June and we, we started packing at that, you know, at that point. And, you know, we'd been in the same house for 17 years. And I found, in the attic, I found boxes of Curtis from, you know, when he was a bachelor and when he was a child, I had to go through all that stuff. It was so hard. Wow. And just unloading some, all the crap that we had collected in 17 years. You know how it is. Yeah. You you know, (laughs) so we sold. That's right. I
0: mean, you're moving across country. Did you, what did you take? So we took the, we had some antiques and
1: family things and stuff. And we took the the most important things. I had those transported by one of those Mayflower type of moving companies. And then I had a pod. What
0: about, well, so what about his stuff?
1: Well, I mean.
0: Like the the box of like his high school stuff or whatever, you know, like.
1: I condensed all that and then, you know, just sealed it up really well. And it's still in storage in my attic now. I mean, you know. So that's a really. You know, we all think that, you know, when you lose a spouse, you're old, you have, you know, you have grown kids, you may have grandkids and you can tell them, you know, what, what would you like, you know, what, of you know, grandpa stuff would you like, or what about your dad's stuff? What do you, you know, I had little kids that had no clue what they wanted. So I had to make some decisions. And so, you know, I saved a lot of military stuff and all his kids stuff. And I had to, because someday they're going to ask, you know? Yes. And so, yeah, I couldn't just you know dole it all out at that time no that's see that's the whole thing so you know this is a little bit of an aside i guess but we don't grow up learning how to widow we don't grow up learning how to even grieve in this country and in most western countries you know first world country whatever you want to call it i mean it's the same back you know where i was from um Because we're all families are so scattered and, you know, there's not the, uh, the Jewish people have, you know, the sit-ins and, you know, all that. We don't do any of that. It's like, we don't talk about this and we just see what we see on TV, you know, and, and we have this, you know, in our mind's eye, we have this view of, you know, an old man or an old woman that loses their spouse, right. And the grandkids and, you know, you know, there's, yeah and, you know there's no young women, and uh, you know i didn't know anybody you know, and yeah so you know we we're we're doing our kids and our families a disservice by not talking more about this and I know and there's so many out there, oh my goodness, after you know i've you know i've i've discovered so many, and I talked to so many people too that have said yeah I lost my mom or I lost my dad when I was your kids this age, you know, like thirteen, fifteen, whatever, and I'm like so many people I knew or I, I didn't even know that it wasn't their real dad or mom, it's like that they had lost the first one, you know, or whatever, it's like, yeah,
0: wow, yeah, you know? yeah, I know we really yeah. kind of brush things under the rug yeah. and just
1: we do it's so uncomfortable, you it's know? uncomfortable, yeah and yeah,
0: yeah, and we then it's have...
1: like you know, um have you gone to the graveyard? You know, have you, have you met anybody yet? 12 months, you know, my girlfriends are like, so we, we moved 14 months after he died, but at 12 months, they're like, well-meaning girlfriends. They're like, you know, maybe it's time to get out there. You know, I mean, you're young, you shouldn't be alone forever. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm just, I couldn't even begin to imagine. I am so not interested, you know, and then we moved and, we so here's a here's a point that i think I, that i really want to stress is you don't have to move but you have to grieve on your own terms and and because we moved we moved to a place where nobody knew us we had no family no friends we could be us we could tell whatever part of our story we wanted to tell my kids didn't have to tell school that their dad died a year earlier they didn't have to tell their friends i mean school knew obviously but Cause I had a meeting with them and just to let them know what was going on in case you know, anything, yeah. you know, how it is. you know, how it is with kids, but yeah. uh, you have to let the other people know in their lives, but they didn't have to tell their friends mm-hmm. until they were ready. And we could write our own story here and we could grieve on our terms. And I think that that's so important that you do that. And I have, we have a few pictures up and stuff, you know, I don't have a shrine or anything, but we have pictures up of of him because he's he's her dad you know I mean that's normal right yeah so but we needed to get out of that house I mean I you know and I'm I'm not superstitious or anything but I swear I could hear him in that house I mean we'd lived there 17 years and the kids could hear him we talked about that it's like the garage door opener would go up and so oh dad's home from work oh no I could hear him walking you know he was a big guy and, yeah, uh, it's you know, that. Would, that. I could hear him walking in his business shoes, you know, and uh, no, and it would just be one of the boys, you
0: know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's that, so, it's that presence that you can still feel. Yeah, yeah. I would like to invite you to get our latest freebie, designed just for you: How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss, a ten-step checklist. After countless hours of research, interviewing hundreds of widows, and through my own experience with grief, I have compiled this list of the 10 steps you need to take to put your life back together after losing a loved one. It's normal to feel overwhelmed and also normal to not know where to start when it comes to picking up the pieces of your shattered world. Here's where you start. You can get this free 10-step checklist at www.widow180.com forward slash Freebie. That's wwwwidow 180com forward slash freebie. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. We'd, I-
1: we'd done we'd redone that whole house and we'd redone the kitchen and bathroom and you know, bathrooms and you know, everything. I mean it was our house, you know. We put so much effort into that. And we had a beautiful pool and it was just, you know, it was a great house, but I just couldn't and I wanted out of California,
0: just for so many expensive. Yeah. So, so that, I, thought, I mean, that's a that's a really brave know, thing, you know. You're moving across the country to a city where you don't know a single person.
1: Yeah.
0: So you get I, to this.
1: I had some friends that bought me on it. They were adamant I was making a mistake. They're like, just rent, don't buy anything, just rent. I'm like, I already bought something. Too late. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I no. tell because you know, you know that gut feeling like, you know, that feeling yeah. inside of you, it's your intu- intuition that's telling you, this is where you need to be. This is where you need to go. Yeah. And you know what, if- No. And when I
1: had friends that would get political and you know, stuff like that. And they're like, you're gonna hate it there and whatever. And I'm like, you know, no, actually, I'll really love it. I'm a, you know, I mean, I was in the Marines. I'm a sharpshooter, right? I mean, I love to go to the range. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not super Republican or anything like that. I'm probably middle of the road and a libertarian, but it's a much better mix for me here than it was in California and the cost of living. I mean, I wasn't hurting, but I'm like, it would be good to cut down expenses. I've got four kids that are going to be going to college, you know, California's expensive. that's one of those benefits that we didn't get. If he had, if they had recognized his illness as being caused by the military, my kids would have had free college, but we didn't get that. <sighs> so yeah that was a big one right
0: but, big one. Um, that's a big one
1: yeah but you know i had so many people tell me you're, you'll be back you guys will be back you're gonna hate it my oh. i'm pretty sure like, yeah, not. No. not out, my so, kids loved school here yeah and just um yeah not now um <laughs> is one of my kids <laughs> that's okay um so you they were loved here. They yeah and your friends they were much more settled in school they excelled i got some gearheads on my hands you know and they're all they're all going to university you know one has already been for 2 years and he's transferring to a bigger university this fall the triplets all going to university this fall you know they're getting pretty much a free ride
0: yeah <laughs> wow know, merit so, scholarship. so you told me that you got out there and um so you didn't know anybody but you right. had joined some groups tell us about the groups uh, okay. like some yeah. social groups that you joined just to kind of like get yourself into the community and meeting people how did you put yourself out there for that because a lot of people have yeah. trouble doing that trouble, you know yeah.
1: and i keep i keep talking about that online in the widows groups so you yourself out there. You've got to put yeah. yourself out there you
0: got to put yourself you out there
1: sit at home and expect people to rescue you and if you are in a miserable negative funk all the time. Yeah, people do withdraw because they they get filled up and they can't they can't do it. And I'm an introvert. And because of my business, I bought some rental homes here. And so you know I, I don't have I don't I don't go to a job with other people. I'm home all day. And I could be perfectly happy in my nest. I love my house and I am never bored. I got tons to do. But I knew that it wasn't in my best interest to just sit at home in a new town. So I made myself go out every day, even if it was just to a coffee shop and hang out for a while. I joined, um, so the first thing I did was I joined the Marine Corps League and then that kind of snowballed. Um, I helped out at the uh, American Legion and then that got me involved in, um, uh, it's a local organization that feeds uh, hungry school children. and I'm very passionate about that, and um, then I ended up joining the VFW, and that's sort of become my home, you know, that's where I felt the most comfortable, because like the Marine Corps League, very few women, I was really the only active one, it just didn't really work, and some of the other wives were like, you know, when there was a a thing for like couples, and the other wives would go, and they'd get a look at me, they're like, Oh, I get some frosty looks and I always got excluded because they're like, she's going to steal our husband. I'm like, I'm not going to steal anybody. You know, I, I know that's, I. nobody ever said that, but you can tell. You can, you can tell. tell that they felt like I was competition, which is just ridiculous. You know, uh, I mean, I've been <laughs> cheated on. I know what it's like. I would never do that. I mean, it's just so whatever. So I, I, The VFW, full of women and men. Some are military widows. uh, Some served like me. Some are both, you know, and uh, all ages. They've got a bar, you know, it's a membership organization. They have meals, you know, not every night, but, you know, they have all these activities and we get involved and, you know, we do good in the community and help like, you know, we've helped some young women whose husbands got killed over in the Gulf War, you know, things like that but I made friends there and I made friends in the Marine Corps league and I made friends that aren't military. I, um, for a while I went to the women's organization, um, the next town over and I met several women that live in my town and were friends. And I also, um, I started a knitting group here because I had a very active knitting group in California and I missed that. And I love to knit and been knitting my whole life. And, so you started a group, uh, I started a group here through, uh, <laughs> yeah, through meetup. And uh, <clears throat> unfortunately it's fizzled out because of the pandemic, but right. I still have two women from that group that I still see we're good. We're good friends. So I've made yeah. friends. I'm, I probably have more friends now than I ever have, you know, cause I was super busy as a mom, you know, for some years and you know, it's I saw my knit friends, but that was about it. But I have a real good network of friends now. And and it's, yeah, but I made this, you know, I, I did it. I purposely went out there to make friends and join things and be active. You know, you got to do, you got to do that. And I know everybody complains that, yeah, everybody in my life disappeared, you know, when my husband died. Um, They can, yeah, they can. Especially, and I'm not saying you can't grieve, but there's life after. You don't have to get over it, but you have to move forward. You never get over that, never, but you can move forward, and you can have a great life. You know, and uh,
0: yeah, it's yeah. so hard. It is so hard to put yourself out there and to put and to make yourself sit in those uncomfortable. Oh yeah. situations like you know <clears throat> you don't want to be walking into that restaurant by yourself you just don't
1: yeah. but and you make like, oh,
0: yourself but, do it so you
1: know and, and I know when we moved here my neighbors were you know checking us out and stuff like that and and I just know they're like they were probably talking and going she's got all those kids and she's by herself and she doesn't go to work What well, you know what's the deal here you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I met him, you know, and
0: no, I don't work, you know,
1: I got a business.
0: Well, tell us about, okay. So you did decide that you were ready to start dating. I did all of a sudden they hit me all of a
1: sudden at about 18 months. Okay. All of a sudden I realized I was lonely for, you know, so I had made friends and I enjoyed doing stuff, but it's like, you know, and, and, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll meet somebody if I kind of put out the vibe, you know, that I'm available <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And nothing happened, you know. And uh, so I, I went online. Now I met my husband, Curtis. I met him on Match, Match.com in 1995. Um, awesome. The first year, the Match. The first- existed, <laughs> Yeah, we met. There was no pictures involved. Back then, it was just profiles, and we literally oh, wow. lived a quarter mile from each other, but I had never met. And we we just met, and so you did the match thing. So I'm like, okay, oh, <laughs> hey, I'm just gonna go on Match again. <laughs> oh my God, it was nothing like Match, you know, twenty some years ago. You know, uh, what a crazy, you know, for yeah. anybody that's done this, they know what I'm talking about. And so nothing happened on Match. Match was not super filled with guys in my local area so somebody's Mm. like pof i'm like what's pof and so i learned about that and uh a lot of guys around here on pof okay but oh you know the scammers the the ones that are just looking for sex and it's like go over to tinder please Uh, you know but i mean yeah so i started dating and like anything else I do, when I do something, I do it with gusto. You know, that's just me. I'm a, I, I'm a take charge kind of person, even though I'm shy and, and an introvert. I, when I do something, I do it right. Yeah. I went a lot of days. Oh, my God. And I spend so much time online talking to these guys and weeding through everything. And I learned so much, you know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, I did eventually. Um, so I, I went on match and then pof like right after christmas by the next august i met a guy and i dated him for a year and a half it just didn't work out you know i thought he was the one and i was all like you know head over heels and all that he lived with me for a little while and it just didn't work out didn't work out with my kids and
0: i have a question for you it's about your profile yes did you put that you were a widow or did you put yeah Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm in your face straight honest, you know, I mean, as, as you know, don't ask if you don't want to know, but, you know, and also I'm just like, I'm very upfront about that. I've always been very upfront that, about that. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, it does, it does bring some scammers, but you know, they're easy to spot. So I don't worry about it.
0: What do you look for in a scammer? What, what do they do? Well,
1: the first thing is the terrible English. I mean, come on. Okay, yeah. You know, they can't even write normal English. So <laughs>
0: Yeah. You can't write normal en- yeah. You
1: know, and That's I a got sign. A
0: Google
1: I got a Google phone number. So I felt very free to talk to them on the phone. If they don't want to talk on the phone, they're done.
0: Uh, if you talk
1: yeah. on the phone, you can tell right away. You know, yeah, I, I'm I'm I've got pretty good intuition, you know, I've 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 developed really, really solid intuition from being a landlady. Because I do all my own managing. I, I interview all the tenants. I do everything. I do the background checks. You know, I, so you I can, can
0: read help. people pretty well.
1: I've only been fooled once, mm. you know, so uh, knock on wood and all that good stuff. But <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah, I just, I'm just upfront about it. There's, because
0: if yeah. you can't handle that, <clears throat>
1: you know, go
0: away. <laughs> um. Had And you had decided earlier on that you never want to get married again? So yeah, it's a mix. I can't get married again.
1: Well, I mean, I was, you know, 50 at the time, but um if you remarry, you lose your health insurance and you, you lose your pension, widow's pension, which is the most archaic crap ever. And if there was more military widow worse I'm sure this would get changed. It's very sexist if you ask me, but it's like, oh, you have a new man to take care of you. Seriously. Uh, My husband earned that benefit. That, that's not a, that's not a handout. My husband earned that for us. He gave
0: his, it is pretty life archaic, life. right? Like, come on. And can I live without it? Yeah,
1: I can live without it, but you know what? It's the principle of it. And once you're 60, you can actually remarry, but you will lose your health insurance. And I don't want to lose that. So, and again, I think I've said that before. I'm not really religious and um, I'm okay with living in sin. <laughs> There's the straightforward again, right? <laughs> That's good with me. I would like to, um, you know, I've discussed it with my boyfriend. Yeah, I have a boyfriend now. I've discussed it with him. You know, I'd like to do like some sort of commitment ceremony, but no paperwork, you know, I and know. just wear, I mean, wear commitment rings, right? Not, not wedding rings, but commitment Yes. Rings, you know, both of you get a commitment ring and maybe right. you I up mean, in front of your friends and family on the beach or whatever, you know, and say, yeah, this is what we're doing. You know?
0: I love that idea. Yeah. I mean, marriage doesn't have to be the goal, no, right? No. no it you, can be- ha- you can want to have a companion and a partner in crime and like, yeah. you know, just someone to go through life with that you are committed to it doesn't have to end in marriage. And I got to and-
1: tell you, most guys are totally cool with that. Yeah. I can only think of two people that are like, I really want to get married again. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I always, I always put that out there on a first date. I'm, I'm looking for a long term relationship, hopefully a forever kind of thing. You know, I mean, you never know in the beginning, but that's ultimately what I'm looking for. But I'm not looking to get married again. I don't see the, I don't see the need, and I want to protect my kids' inheritance. You know, this that's a real thing that most people struggle with at our age. You know, and I know you're yeah. younger than me, but uh, you know, it's something that you struggle with. You know, there's his kids, her kids maybe they're adults and like, don't give away our money. I'm told my kids there's not going to be anything left because I'm going to live it up, but you know, (laughs) there'll probably be something left. There's, you know, rental homes and stuff, but, um, (laughs) you know, I told them I'll, I'll, I'll pay your way through college if you behave and do good. And, And after that, you know, my obligations are done. You know, you should have all the tools you need taught you to cook and clean and, yeah yourself and you know so but um but yeah I'm not I'm not no I don't care how much in love I'm going to be I'm I'm not going to get married again I am mean, I that's 100% for sure yeah, be.
0: and I think that that's fine. That's that's Been good. Where I and I think it's the- good that you're you're putting that out there right away, so that you know the guys that you're dating, they understand where you're coming from and yeah. what you want. And
1: well, you know, that's part of the whole deal breaker thing. It's you know, if that's a deal breaker to you, then I'm not for you. Right. You know.
0: Well, tell us about your boyfriend now. You guys just <laughs> met like what six months ago? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, was this on Match?
1: It was on POF. Okay. I met the other guy I dated on there too. So it just depends on what area you're in. I think there's, you know, there's some other services too, but these seem to be the big ones. So I tried to like silver singles or what's that other one? My age, your age, my time, whatever. You know, they're all marketed for people 50 and over. And uh, no, (laughs) I I was too young for that. So I've discovered that I'm, you know, I, I match better with somebody a little younger than me. And so the first boyfriend I had was 10 years younger and this one's five years, I think something like that. It doesn't matter, but I just need somebody that's still, I'm very active. You know, like I said, I go to the shooting range. I hike, I kayak, I'm active going to the gym. I walk. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm in decent shape and, and, I've gone out with some guys that just want to sit on the couch and watch TV, and I can't deal with that, you know? Or <laughs> all they talk about is their health issues and their grandchildren. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not there yet, you know? Oh, no. I mean, I might be, oh, here, no. but I'm not there yet. I've still got kids at home, and that's a deal breaker for a lot of guys. So, you okay. know, like, it was a deal breaker for me, too. If somebody had kids that were significantly younger than me, I don't want to, I'm, I've been mommy for 35 years, I'm, I'm done. Right, I'm right. It's leaving the nest. You're, you're we, ready
0: to get to that next step. Oh, yeah. You don't need to go back.
1: Oh, no. It's <laughs> get out already, you know. <laughs> so, so my boyfriend, um, he, he lives in the next town over. And that's hard sometimes to find local people, too. He's a, a, an entrepreneur like me, a business owner. He owns a couple of businesses. And um, he has two kids, 17 and 21. And he's raising the youngest. Um, he's been divorced for a couple of years and um, yeah you know so we have a lot in common we have kids the same age um, we're dealing with a pre-college you know going to college. yeah the one is in college and he's helping pay for that and,
0: and you're making some plans for the future and you've got
1: plans we just made a commitment everybody's like oh you what and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, you know when they tell him what I did, what we did, we went half seas on a camper, on a brand new, beautiful camper. Love that. Yes, (laughs) that's a commitment of sorts. But we've already been talking about the future. He's like, I'm going to sell my business in five years or so, and um, um. he wants to be done and you know have everything wrapped up well before he turns sixty. He's like, I'm not going to keep working like some people do. I want to see America. Will you go me? Will you travel America with me for like six months? I'm like, heck yeah! Yes. <laughs> so I've traveled a lot, you know, being an immigrant, and you know, my husband and I traveled a lot. I've tra- I've been to like 37 countries, I think 36, 37 countries, and he loves that. He hasn't really traveled outside. He does have a passport. He's been out, you know, once, but he wants me to take him and travel, you know, awesome. international and show him the ropes. And I would like to see more of America. He wants to see more America. I want to go to like, um, New Orleans. Oh, I've never been to Yay. New Orleans. Yeah, I know. Right. That's like, a, that's a wish. That's a bucket. bucket list. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. visit me. <laughs> I've been to some of the fun places. I lived in New York for a while. I've been to Alaska. I've been to Hawaii, you know, but I want to see. Everything in between, you know, so yeah,
0: and so fun to have a partner in crime to go do that stuff with yes, right, yeah. like
1: see that's yeah. part of you know that was part of why I'm like, you know, I'm lonely, but I'm not lonely, but I'm lonely for the right for that, you yeah, only for the intimacy, I sort of thought I was dead about that too, it was like, yeah, I couldn't care less, you know, blah, 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 you know intimacy again, but um you know, I've talked to other widows. I'm like, don't worry, you'll wake back up. <laughs> you know, and yeah, you know, I discovered yeah, I'm I'm way too young to go without that. And I want the best friend, you know, I want that. I had a wonderful marriage. We just, you know, I'm glad I took that chance because we had a great marriage. My husband, yeah. wonderful man. Yeah. And you know, he treated all six kids the same. He never made a distinction between his and mine and ours and, you know, whatever. And he was, he was a, he was a wonderful man. He, he, he put me up, not on a pedestal, but he, he boosted me said, you know, he had faith in everything I did. Okay. You want to do the landlord thing? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and just, he always had so much faith in me that I could do anything that I wanted to do. And I get some crazy ideas sometimes. And he just always supported me. And on the other hand, I knew the military life. He was gone a lot, you know, and say, don't worry, honey, I got this. I'll hold down the fort. And he knew that I would, he never worried about home. And if there was something going on, that wasn't good. I didn't tell him. I didn't worry him. I just dealt with it. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we just, you know, he was just, he was awesome. He was just awesome. And it's just, he didn't get to enjoy any of the fruits of his labor and that's just messed up. You know, it's not right. I know. But Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I knew that I, you know, I had friends, and they filled a the void. But I knew that I wanted that again, and I think that I have the tools that it takes to make a good marriage if I find a decent man. You know, because I know how to have a good marriage. I know what yeah. works. Yeah, I don't have all the answers by any means, but
0: <laughs> you know. So, so <clears throat> you have you have done some very bold things, and like you like you said, you're an introvert, even though yeah. you wouldn't know it. <laughs> No I know I, I'm talking I can
1: to you. all day long, but I'm out in public I'm, I'm and pretty, I sit back and watch
0: all of the all of the big steps that you have taken, yeah really big steps that you've you've taken in putting yourself out there and that's why I wanted to talk to you today, but I, I want to kind of wrap up with. I know you did give some advice already. You gave a lot of advice already, but what is like one solid, your last like big piece of advice that you can give to new widows? Um,
1: That's easy. I tell everybody this. We only get one life. Okay. Why would you waste it? You can, you, you're in charge. You're the boss. You get whatever life you want, but you have to work for it but don't waste it. Grieve. There's a season to grieve. And then there's a season to move forward. And you don't want to, you know, I mean, a lot of us are half through our lives already, you know, and I enjoy, you know, I enjoy being alive so much. I enjoy my life. I always have, I've always been enthusiastic and, you know, attacking things with gusto like I said and do I miss him oh my god I miss him and I'm I'm lucky I can talk about him the kids can talk about him in front of my boyfriend so that's awesome he's like oh why wouldn't I want to hear that you've, you've had a great life it's fun to listen to all the crazy stories I'll tell him travel stories and You know, Curtis and I had weird, you know, crazy stuff that happened in Africa or whatever, you know. And and he's just, he loves all those stories because he says it's part of you. And he's like, no, don't take down the pictures. It's the kids' dad, you know. And another piece of advice, it can work if you combine families and you have little kids. But, and You know, obviously it worked for me to bring a new man into my life, um, you know, back when my kids were little, but they were little, and they were accepting, and he was uh, unbelievably good with them, you know. Um, Teenagers, that's rough, and the first guy that I dated did not have kids, and so that might have been even worse, (laughs) but it just, it, it really imploded on us he could not deal with my kids and you know there's four teenagers three of them being boys it's loud in my house yeah. he couldn't deal. he just couldn't deal and if one of my boys my girls you know always been a sweetheart she never went she's the only kid that didn't do all that hormonal stuff so I, at least I had one but you know when the boys were in the middle of that 18 months or so where they're just batshit crazy you know and they would yell at me and I'd yell back and you know because. You know, he would get all like Southern. He's like, you know, don't you talk to your mother like that. That's not how we treat women. And, you know, he'd get right in their face and tell them they needed a good spanking. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. You already told me you don't want a parent. So just go for a ride, you know. Let me do. So.
0: Oh, my God. Everything that you're, it's so, it's so awkward, right? You are in the middle, middle of it and you're trying to defend your kids, Mm -hmm. but then you also don't want them talking to you like that. They're they're teenagers. And this is, and for somebody that does not have children and has never been through that before, they don't know how to handle it. So they don't know how to parent. So, you know, and I didn't want to have to choose. I just have
1: to choose, you know, but we kind of Oh man, you know, we, we did stupid, you know, we were so in love and so in lust and it was just so amazing. And he was always at my house, you know, and by three months, he's pretty much living here. And, you know, all of a sudden he really is living here. And We never really discussed it. Right. We didn't, it just sort of happened because we didn't, couldn't stay away from each other. The moment he wasn't at work, he was here. And, yeah. um, you know, he, he has a farm out in the, in the country. That's not like a working farm, but his, his, uh, mother lives there and, uh, you know, she, she lives with him. He doesn't, he didn't live with her, but you mm-hmm. know, so it's not like, so it's easy for him to just slide in here and, you know, and, <clears throat> but then it was also, thank God, easy to say, you know, this is not working. You got to go.
0: Yeah.
1: got to go, yeah. you move back home. You know, I just, I had, you know, I had to choose. And, yeah. Uh,
0: Lots of hard decisions and things really, that we really, have to face, really
1: careful, you know, with teenagers,
0: careful it's, with teenagers. I know. I agree. And I
1: kept telling my kids, you know, I have a right to have a life too. And that's why I started looking. Some, some people were like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you should find someone. And then some people are like, well, maybe you should wait till your kids are gone. They're almost gone. I'm like, I don't want to wait. I'm not getting any younger here. You know, you know, that scene from that movie. What was that movie? You know, my biological clock is ticking or whatever, you know. (laughs) I'm not getting any younger. Not that I want to have kids, obviously. I'm not that crazy, but (laughs) but I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to waste my time. You know, I wanted somebody. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't think I rushed into it, but I probably did that first time. And, you yeah. know, this time I'm single for two years and actively dating, being extremely choosy. I learned a lot, you know, with that first relationship and being very, yeah. very and I found a guy and we've talked, we've talked about living together and we've agreed that my kids need to be out and his kid needs to be out. So we're thinking about two years from now and then he'll move in with me. Awesome. I'm in love with my house still. Something
0: to look forward to again. (laughs)
1: No, I can't wait. It's
0: going to be so awesome, you know? Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I I don't want to keep you all day. We're going to get wrapped up, but I just wanted to thank you so much for all of these words of wisdom and your stories and everything that you were sharing with us today. And like I said, you've made some really brave moves and I just wanted people to hear it. I love your positive attitude. I think it's amazing. Thanks. Uh I want to
1: add one thing that we, you know, you asked about the kids in counseling. Um, A couple of them eventually did go to counseling after we moved here. They were just in the middle of all that teenage stuff and they had some issues. And and one asked to go to counseling. The other one I made go to counseling. Uh So they did have some, you know, eventually. And I think that's super important. I never went because I, you know, I tried that at first and it just didn't work
0: for me. And So, yeah, yeah. Well, good, good. And everybody's doing so great. Yep. Well, <clears throat> thank you again. Love your attitude. Love your energy. Thank you. <laughs> I think you're an amazing person.
1: <laughs> I can help one person, you know, that's. Oh, yeah. Honest, right. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Thank yep. you, Annalena. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Here are the takeaways from Annalena. Number one, Annalena's husband, Curtis, was in the army and sent to the Gulf War. In 2013, he got sick. He had some back pain and he was diagnosed with stage four kidney cancer. Number two, Annalena had become frustrated and angry because Curtis was in denial that he was going to die. So they didn't ever get to have those important conversations that she really wanted to have. Number three. Annalena suffered PTSD after watching Curtis die. He had wished to die at home, but she was so glad her kids didn't have to watch him die. Annalena says it wasn't the, quote, movie version of someone dying peacefully. Curtis died at 54 years old. Number four. Annalena was fired up and angry on every military widow's behalf because it took the government five months to send her that first check. Number five, more than any other emotion, she was angry. She was angry at the military. She was angry at Curtis for dying because she didn't want to be a single mom raising kids on her own. Number six, her kids went to a camp called Camp Kesem and they loved it. So any child affected by cancer, whether it's a parent or a caregiver, whether the parent dies or recovers, they are eligible to go. It's put on by all of the major universities, and it's a week-long, free, overnight camp. So if you want more information on that, go to www.campkesem.org. That's www.campkesem.org. O.R.G. Number seven. She took her kids on a Thanksgiving trip to North Carolina six months after Curtis passed away, and the whole family fell in love with it and they decided to move there without knowing anyone. Number eight. She made herself go out and do something every single day. She says, You have got to put yourself out there. Number nine. Annelita has made a decision to not get married again, but she does want to be in a committed relationship again. Her current boyfriend, who she met on Plenty of Fish, has talked about a commitment ceremony with rings, but no actual paperwork involved, which I love that idea. Okay, I really loved so much of what she said, you guys. Don't forget to go to www.campkesem.org to get that information. And I'll put the link in the show notes for today. Annalena and I talked a lot about dating again and putting yourself out there and making yourself available and kind of pushing yourself to do things that are not so comfortable. Do you think that you're ready to start dating? If you're not sure, take our quiz to find out if you're ready. Go to www.widow180.ck.page forward slash dating quiz. I'm going to put that link in the show notes also to take that quiz. You can just click on that. And also, I wanted to add a big thank you for a kind review from Widow Help. For the podcast. She says, I've been a widow for two years now, and listening to Jen's podcast has been just the advice and hope I am looking for. This road is so hard, but hearing other stories and knowing about the possibility of better times is just what I need. Thanks, Jen. So, thank you, Widow Help, for that awesome review. Guys, please take a few minutes and leave us a rating and a review. I would really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, join our email list. Go to widow180.com. I send out weekly emails with the latest blog posts or fun products that I found or different things. Just sign up at widow180.com. And that's it for me. Until next week, believe in the possibilities. Thank you so much for listening to Widow 180 The Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance, you can follow me on Facebook at Widow 180 The Community, on YouTube at Widow 180 The Channel, and on Instagram at Widow 180. If you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources, including our latest freebie, How to Get Your Life Back Together After Loss a 10-step checklist. Head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.